This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. All right, time for another Michelob Ultra watch party to support the women's national team. Join us tomorrow in the city of Anaheim at Angelo's Burgers starting at 6 p.m. for a pregame party and happy hour. The address, 511 South State College Boulevard. Chris Morales and the 710 Street Team will be there with fabulous prizes to give away, presented by Michelob Ultra. Proud supporter of Team USA. Uh, make sure you get out that if you're out in the Anaheim area. Do you guys think that by come Monday we'll still be talking about the U.S. Women's National Team? Because this is the first game of the knockout round. They're playing Sweden. Do you think they have a chance? Sweden is a juggernaut. Would you be disappointed in the U.S. Women's National Team at all if they don't get past uh, this first stage of the knockout round? I I think they created, they've created, and something that the USA Men's National Team has never done. They've created real expectations. Like you actually now are just accustomed to the women's national team for USA making a deep run. So the fact that they were that close to being eliminated and not even getting to this stage, I hope it kind of, you know, maybe wakes them up a little bit. We saw some of the quotes, Carly Lloyd, what was that a few days ago or so, maybe it wakes them up a little bit, but it sounds like just talent wise, you know, as you're explaining, and even just to get to this, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they're yeah. out. They're all pretty young, and it's a coach that's this, this is his first time the World Cup with the U.S. Women's National Team. He did coach them through the Olympics this past time, and they failed in the Olympics as well. So it could be also attributed to this coach. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Women's National Team that, uh, you know, it's not the same team that we've been expecting to see the past two World Cups where they just dominate. So I would be excited if they get past Sweden because that means that there's potential, but. Who knows? But I would love to go to that uh, that that watch party in Anaheim. It sounds really fun. Jorge, what it do you is think? A final. You started. Uh, you started doing your breaking it down. What do you mean? I, I, you were about to talk right when I started going. I'm saying. No, that I was just going to ask if they had the same coach, but she just mentioned that okay. it's not the same coach. That's All fine. right. Yeah. Um, so we are. Okay, we're hitting on Anthony Davis for a quick second. So for those who don't know, extension potentially looming for AD. Probably get another three years on top of it. The point you were trying to make is AD not being in the MVP conversation should not all of a sudden make people think less of Anthony Davis, that there's only a few players that are even in that conversation. But let's go back a couple of years, because I think a couple of years ago, we started creating something. And even when the Lakers got Anthony Davis, I don't know if the conversation when they got AD, if we all just were... I thought AD was one of the best players in the league. I thought he needed a player like LeBron to take his game to another level. He needed some help. He needed to be with a franchise that's trying to compete for a championship. And all that's been accomplished with the Lakers. They got a championship. He got help. LeBron's been there, and he's still as good as he is. At the same time, um, if you'd have told me three years ago, hey, Anthony Davis every single year is competing for an MVP. I'm not telling you that's the goal. I'm just saying that that that's how good he is. I would not have been surprised. I would have said... Yeah, that sounds about right. Look how dominating he is on defense, and look at his skill set on offense. Look, Anthony Davis has the talent to be a perennial MVP candidate. I'm not denying that. But there are a few factors, mainly health, 
that get in the way with it. Health and availability is an issue for Anthony Davis. That's something baked into the cake that the Lakers know when they, I think, inevitably put this mass max extension offer out to Anthony Davis to sign. You do this recognizing there's going to be some missed games and you just cross your fingers hoping for as few as possible. Thankfully, Anthony Davis has avoided really major injuries during this period. He just gets hurt and misses time a lot. And, you know, there's a little bit, I guess, of demeanor sometimes that people think Anthony Davis lacks. Like, you wish that he felt more like just an outward killer, like somebody that you feel like wants to have the franchise on his back and do everything that comes with putting the franchise on his back, like to be the leader that sometimes Anthony Davis doesn't always feel like, even though by all accounts, I think he's professional. I think he cares about losing. I agree. I think he is somebody who tries to rally teammates, all that stuff. But like, he's saying not in his DNA to have this. Look, man, leadership leadership Mm -hmm. at that type of level, it's not just hard, it's rare. Like think about how many players feel like they are ty- that type of leader. You know, LeBron, Steph, mm-hmm. Dame is definitely one of those leaders. Jimmy Butler, I think, is one of those leaders. You know, maybe- or you could be one of those great leaders, but you just don't have the skill set that of the names of the guys right. that you just talked. Derek about. Derek Fisher was an awesome yeah. leader. He was never going to be yeah. that type of mm-hmm. player. You know, Lamar Odom for all of his inconsistencies as a player. Lamar Odom was the heart of those Kobe and Powell championship teams. Like, Lamar was the emotional leader of those teams without question. Like, everybody leads in different ways. There's, um, it, it's part of the conversation has always been with Anthony Davis is, is he at any point going to say, all right, Braun, you did everything you can. This is why I came here is that eventually you can pass the baton to me, whatever. I, I don't pay too much the attention. The plan had been for that to have already happened by now. Probably a couple years ago. Yes. Right? That, They're that behind was, schedule, I think, on what they anticipated. Well, is, is it safe to say, I, I, you know, when I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I think just Anthony Davis is who he is, which is an unbelievable player that can dominate one side of the floor and can also be a little more consistent, uh, inconsistent on offense. But I think eventually what's going to happen is when Braun either decides to stop playing or maybe next year he waves that player option, he's no longer a Laker and he's playing with his son or something along those lines, I think it's going to have less to do with, well, AD grabbed the franchise. I think maybe the franchise just might fall on his lap and he's going to need some help when that happens. Well, he's going to need some help in the same way LeBron, even in his prime, needed help. Everybody needs help. What I do think, though, is interesting about AD when it comes to the the question of offensive inconsistency, sometimes it does feel like AD does not put his stamp on games offensively in the way that other elite players do. But the reality is he averaged 26.5 points per game mm-hmm. last season. That's a lot of mm-hmm. points. I'm looking at his... Especially when you're sharing with some other guys on the floor. Right. Obviously, you're playing with Braun. I'm, I'm looking at his splits right now like... In wins, he averaged a little under 28. In losses, 23.5. But even then, 23.5 in losses, still a lot of scoring. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. A lot of Anthony Davis's perceived inconsistencies offensively are specifically linked to he's teamed up with LeBron. LeBron is entering his 21st season. He's got insane mileage. 
and you're specifically trying to reduce the lift and burden on him at this stage of his career. So in a lot of ways, you need more because of where LeBron is. If LeBron was 32, people would be looking at Anthony Davis's offensive production saying, that's unfair. Mm. Like you're giving 32-year-old LeBron this guy mm-hmm. on top of it? Like a lot of it really, I'm not absolving AD from any need to raise his game even that much more, but some of this is really specific to what LeBron needs at age 39 going into the 21st season. Well, I think AD hurt himself. And and you tell me, AD can have two games, all right? So game one, he'll have 32 points and 17 rebounds and four blocks, okay? And he'll take 18 shots, and he got to the free throw line nine times. The problem with Anthony Davis, there were times, like you said, hey, look at what he averaged. He's averaging 26 points. But in that second game, he might have 17 points. It's not back-to-back, though, right? Because he doesn't play (laughs) back-to-back. You're right. I mean, listen, it's 17 points, it's 11 rebounds, and he got to the free throw line two or three times. That was always, I think, the frustration with Anthony Davis. There were a lot of nights where it was, damn AD, but look what you just... How can those numbers be so drastic? When you average it out, 26 is a great number. When you average it out, you go look at the numbers, but sometimes you would watch Laker games, at least for me, and it's... How much impact did you have in that game, and why is it so drastic from one to the other? Well, I think it, that was the frustration. Here's what I think. I don't think the swings overall are necessarily that wild, in all honesty. And even if it was, say, like 17, 18, that's also not nothing. Where I do think, though, some of the coming up short with AD is fair to criticize or is fair to wonder about the impact, feel like the impact is lessened, is the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. AD has not been a great fourth quarter score. And I think where that's where often he takes one or two shots too, right. where it's not and even that he's involved. Exactly. Where it doesn't feel like AD is really putting the stamp on the game in the fourth quarter and in tight games, the fourth quarter feels like the highest leverage moments. That's the part where I actually think if you look at the scoring in total for AD, I think he's actually more consistent than he gets credit for sometimes perceived but I think the perception often comes from the fourth quarter when's the last time you went to Disneyland I went to Disneyland when my daughter was about four something like that so a few years ago uh that was about seven years ago seven seven, years years ago. ago okay are you a and I take it just because if you haven't gone in that long not a fan I mean it's fine I yeah I've been a couple times when I was a kid. You know, I, I'm not a massive Disney guy when it comes to like all the characters and things like that. So unless my daughter really wants to go, now she might want to start going more because she's really into roller coasters and rides. When she was really young, a lot of it kind of scared her. Like basically we did two things the entire time we were at Disneyland. Okay. It was kind of a bust. One, she found this door in front of the Sleeping Beauty ride okay. that she just kept kind of playing with the door. It was outside of it. She was really fascinated by this door. We killed about an hour where she was playing, I'm not joking, where we were playing with this door and then she eventually went through the Sleeping Beauty, it's not even a ride really, It's like a, I think it's like a walkthrough or something mm-hmm. like that. The other thing she did, she found the guy dressed as Pluto at the park and she really liked the Pluto character. She kept 
inching closer to Pluto, inching closer to Pluto, inching closer to Pluto, and then we get close and she gets scared and run off. So we killed about an hour, hour and a half where she was just like trying to make her move towards meeting Pluto, but then kept losing her nerve. Eventually, I kind of picked her up and we took a picture with Pluto. I always find it when everybody... It was a really fun day. Anybody goes to Disneyland. So Em's going to Disneyland really, literally right after the show. I always find Disneyland's like... There's, Police escort. There is either the people that... And you got people that have like the annual passes and they're going 10 times a year. And then you have other people that are like, I've been there once and I never want to go again. I don't really feel like there's an in-between. I have a cousin who is like a Disney freak. Yep. And every time she's ever in Florida or an California. An enthusiast. No, she's, I, she's my cousin. I love her. I've known her forever. Mm -hmm. She's a freak with this. She's a straight up freak. She loves Disney World, Disneyland, all things Disney. A little obsessive about it. She, you know, that's the extreme you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we go on. twice one a month. Side. Twice a month, maybe. Twice a month? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm like f so close to it. Twice a month, we go for dinner, ice cream. Like, you know, I, sh I have a four-year-old, so she's scared of the big reds anyway. But people in, like what you just said about how close it is, there is a lot of, hey, you can go af after 2 o'clock, exactly. 3 o'clock. You can still five. spend six, seven hours there, five hours there, whatever the case is, uh, and especially if you have a kid. I go after five, six, three hours, and I'm tired, dude, just for a walk. I know? took I took my nieces, I don't know what it was, three, four months ago, something like that. And my sister and my brother-in-law, God bless them, they don't go on anything. Like, they think Space Mountain is like bungee jumping. I'm like, guys, it's Space Mountain. Everything's going to be fine. But we took my, my little nieces, who are seven and five, had never been on these rides. They freaking loved every second of it. I was surprised how much I enjoyed going, and I hadn't been in a while, too. So it's been a little bit. Yeah, we just went to uh, Knott's maybe a few months ago. Cause, I think I've ever been to Knott's Berry Farm. Um, it. The rides are really good. Uh -huh. uh, pro tip, the food is not good at all. Like, it just fair warning. People travel from around the world to go to Knott's Berry Farm because of their cuisine. <laughs> well, but There's some... The, okay. One of the best chefs in the country. <laughs> to contract, uh, best, place to order, best place to order <laughs> off the menu. <laughs> like, you, you just go in there, ask, <laughs> ask for a little something that isn't on the big board in front of you. You the, just go to the back. Who made these chicken tenders? I want to beat them. I want well, to beat the them. The reason I bring this up is, for example, like, during spring break, we, we went to a couple amusement parks um, for my daughter because, again, she's really getting into this stuff. Yeah. Knott's Berry Farm, the rides are awesome. Like, they're really good. Uh, Ghost Rider, she was really into going on the huge one. This thing is massive. And wooden I Wooden coaster. Yeah, a wooden coaster. Like, it is huge. A lot of fun. I went on all these with her. We also went to Universal Studios. Okay. Rides, not as good. Food, surprisingly good. Mm. So, there can be these different ebbs and flows. When's the last time you, has she been to Six Flags? We were going to go to Six Flags when we were visiting my family in St. Louis. Uh -huh. They were closed, though. I guess the winter came about. I'm going to try to take her uh, in between we get back from vacation, school starting. I can't promise. Do it, man. Hi, guys. Just hey. popping back in here. I got nothing to do. Uh, Magic Mountain, go. When's the last time you went, Al? Uh, within a year. Yeah, I went it's a year. The, actually, I think I've only gone twice in my life, but I went within a year. It was fun. I took my daughter last year. She was 12 at the time. I'm like, yeah. all right, you're old enough now. And yeah. then we took my daughter, Maddie, that wants to be an actress. She was a little short for a couple of the rides. Then uh, there's nothing like seeing a little kid they be all brave. Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. And then, and you then know, you're in line. And they're like, oh, 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 like, no, no, suck it up. I don't care if you're crying. I waited an hour and a half. No, stay here. 
It's hot. Those misters don't work. Bro, they You're got good go rides. On. They got good rides. Yeah, but if the kids get scared, yeah, no, no, oh, I well, suck it up. And then what happens? They get done. Oh, that was fun. You were right, Dil Beto. You're right. And then they go and cry to their mom. He made me cry. And then do you want? Do they still want to go on the other rides? Oh, absolutely. So they got to build up that. Hey, uh, if that I paid all that again. money, you're not going bucks? home. Hell yeah, you're going. You're staying you, here. I'm staying all but That's day reasonable. Long. Like Six Flags, so much more reasonable. Oh, remember when we were young, you used to get the Twicket. Oh, you got, you didn't grow up here. Mm. Uh, so you used to go to <laughs> No. No, because it, I didn't. No, yeah, you grew up in L.A., you go to Magic Mountain, and they used to, on the way out, when you get the funnel cake, you got to get the funnel cake on the way out, Yep. you could buy a Twicket, which would be a dollar or a ticket to come back within the next 30 days. So it was always like, oh, oh that's the catch. Damn. Don't, don't worry, girl, I'll bring you back. I used to I'll take bring the you Coke back. can. Yeah, the you, Coke uh, can? It would be on the Coke yeah. can, the sign. Like when Superman came out, it'd be on the sign right there. And then nobody ever went back because then you realize, I live an hour away, man. When, like, when, my car can't get up there twice. When me and my girl, <laughs> me and my girl went a year ago whenever we went and tickets to get in was it was like a hundred bucks something like that yeah but they're like hey just get the annual pass it's 85 whatever it was whatever number that you get yeah, yeah that's all they want they just yeah. want you coming back universal and, does that too and like you said it's so far it's like uh, if they could just get you back that's you know primarily yeah. that's the you goal. take your daughter to knots uh, i took her to knots in april i think it was. all right yeah knots is cool it's reasonable I, my daughter's uh, soccer team went last tuesday and i was i, I went and the moms are hanging out because at Notch you could drink, right? So every and air conditioning, hang out. Okay, girls, check in after the ride. Hey, we're we're alive. All right, we'll leave. Oh no, I was in line because if I'm paying the sixty five bucks and and I paid fifty bucks for the VIP parking because I didn't want to walk that day because yep. it was hot. I was in line. And the girls, are like, you really gonna go with us? And about halfway through, I'm like, damn, my neck hurts because this uh, that wooden cyclone at forty five hurts, man. It <laughs> yeah. hurts. What I, what I have found though is, and I know it's more expensive. I know everyone can't do it. If you can do it, the fast pass is worth it. Mm-hmm. Like it is. Absolute, oh, Disneyland at any of them. Oh, any of them. Any they have of it them. At nuts? They have it at nuts. Yes. Ah, you know what? It is worth it. Yeah, but you know what? These kids got to learn what it's like to be in no, line. But the pro- but the they got to learn when their phone got- wait in line I was going to say, I don't need to learn jack about being yeah, 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 yeah. in line. I've now, learned it. The now, problem is you, I'm with them. You and Mrs. Lovely, Anna uh, Kamenetsky want to go to Disneyland? You better splurge for her because it's just you two. No. Punk I, kids? No. You need to be there and you got to learn how to talk. You want the churro or the front of the yeah. line? No, no, because, no, no, no. Also, too, because it, it teach, teaches you a lot about patience. When you're in an hour yeah. in line- Again, I don't need to learn this. No, she can the punk kids, though. The punk kids. She can learn Beto, time, Beto, you my should time. buy it for you and make oh, everybody else. Oh, stay absolutely. In line. Now, when I took my daughter to Disneyland, I did all that stuff. I no problem. Me and her. Mm-hmm. All the other kids? No, 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 no. I ain't paying for all of you. No, 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 no. no. All right. Should Shaq be on everybody's top ten NBA player list? We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeper Show, seven ten ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
All right, of course, uh, AK filling in all week. Beto Duran in studio as well. I'm just uh, popping in, popping out. Let's go. It is the Waba Grill lunch hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends over at Waba Grill. You've got to try Waba Grill's new Asian-inspired Boom Boom Taco Trios. With your choice of chicken, ribeye steak, or shrimp, visit your local Waba Grill location or order online to pick up or delivery at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. Does anyone watch? Yesterday, the NFL officially started preseason football. And I know, look, we just get into August and there's already a little bit of excitement because you know you're not that far away from football starting. Who watches Browns and Jets yesterday? Gamblers. Are people watching Browns and Jets yesterday? Yes, gamblers. Gamblers. <laughs> do you watch it? Did you I see did any not. of it? I didn't watch it. Did Emily? Uh, it was get, on at that one uh, at hotel I was at, but I did not glue myself to the TV. Yeah, there was already a bad beat yesterday. There was a guy who put $2,400 on the Jets Cleveland halftime to win 18000 Lost. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> What does it say if you're, I mean, if... if No, because preseason lines are a little iffy sometimes. So you can make some money. <clears throat> I'm you a degenerate. Some, you got some experience there. Oh, absolutely. If it's on... Okay, what do you mean? What do you mean that it's... Because the sharps aren't as used... They're not ready for it yet, so you don't quite know what the... You're like, never even quite sure who's going to play. Right. Sure, sure. So it's more up in the air. Yeah, so like the over-under yesterday was 33 and a half, mm-hmm. right? And it went over, like on all... Was it with... One of the last plays. So you're not quite sure. The numbers are a little different because they're not, they don't know what's going on. They don't know who it is. So sometimes they skew a little off. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make some money there if you know what you're going on. Like those are, I'm talking about the real gamblers, yeah. right? Me, I'm just like, ah, Browns, let's go. Hey, Kate, did you ever, do you ever bet? Do you ever bet on games or I like used that? to bet a lot. Back when I uh, had more disposable funds and, and not a child. Oh, to don't let that consider stop you. Consider a future. Come on. A 529 <laughs> account will not grow as much as the Packers on a Sunday night. Uh, I mean, do you care about her future? You need to bet more. Yes. That's true. That's, That's teaching them money. opportunity to save. That is. is true. Like when I took the kids to Del Mar. Hey, a Scared money don't pay. make money. You're right. Exactly. Let's go. When I was. Um, Wait till you see how much USC cost a day. You better start gambling. Oh, she ain't going there. <laughs> <laughs> Juco, baby. Let's go. Uh, when I was like 19, 20 years old, cousin of mine, it's so stupid. And I, I never bet on a consistent basis. I never did anything like that. My cousin told me, he's like, hey, man, you watch a lot of Sports Center. We should probably bet. I'm oh. like, yeah, for sure. You know, I had no idea what's going on. My cousin's a few years older than me. So we started betting on these three-team parlays yes. Yes. in baseball. <laughs> oh, okay? no. You three, went deep. Three-team parlays in baseball. Oh, you started football, bro. Okay, well, I, <laughs> here's the thing. I had no idea what I was doing. And my cousin, I guess, influenced me enough to think that because I watched – a couple sports center highlights that I knew what the hell I was talking about. All right, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give I'm, I'm going to give one game. This is going to be my one game of an example and you could literally go back. I forget what This is year at San Diego State? I'm at San Diego State All at right. the time, okay? Early 2000s, okay. There was a game between I, we had already lost a couple in a row. So at this point, the we're behind. The fact that you remember this vividly is amazing. So we're already behind now. Whatever the dollar amount. But at that time, that's a high dollar amount when you're in college and you're not making any money. Mm -hmm. So we're already behind. I think we had lost like three separate times we bet. We lost three times in a row. So we decided like, you know, a really smart investor would say, well, let me put it all on this game. Basically, I'm either back to even or I'm double the amount of losses that I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the Yankees in the early 2000s. Right. So think about those Yankees teams. Mm -hmm. 
against the Detroit Tigers, who had, I think, the worst record in Major League Baseball at the time. So we went all in on this Yankees-Tigers game. The game was in New York. Um, and basically, we're trying to get back to even and never bet again. Okay? <laughs> get my 50 bucks back. Beto, game starts. I think they go up like 4-1. Let's go. Yankees go up 4-1. And then it's like 7-1. Let's go. And I'm thinking I'm good to go. Oh, right? no. Oh, and, no. And, and, and listen, you know, obviously, I mean, unless you had, even at that time, you, you don't have access to watch a Yankees game. I don't have access at San Diego State to watch a Yankees game. So I'm doing the whole game cast, ESPN.com, everything else. I'm, I could see by pitch and everything else. All right. 7-1 becomes like 7-3. I'm like, all right. And in baseball, um, you met, bet the money line. So there we go. I'm like, all right. I think we're still okay. And then it's like 7-5 in the eighth <laughs> inning. Okay? <laughs> all right. Ninth inning comes. We're tied at seven. The Tigers and the Yankees are going to extra innings. It was the longest game that year. It went 17 no! innings. 17 innings. Oof. Yankees eventually went up 8-7. Or no, Yankees, uh, how did this play out? Yankees went up, I think, 9-7 to seven or something like that. So now they're trying to close out the game. Tigers again tie it at 9. Yankees eventually won in 17 innings. There was a couple guys on second and third. They ended up winning the game 10-9 to nine was the final score. Got my money back. Never played. Never, literally, never bet again. Other than stupid. Two thousand three here, Alan Sliwa. Okay. Uh, Roger Clemens on the mound. That's n- another. And by the way, who's a pitcher on the other one? He had. I think the, the rocket most- misfired again. Rocket Clemens remained one victory shy of career win number three hundred. When all of a sudden the Tigers rally from six down to spoil history on a Sunday. Yep, on May thirty first, Memorial Day weekend. What the heck are you doing betting Yankees Tigers? You should have been at Papa's and Beer, bro. Come on, Memorial Day weekend. I was stressed out as hell that day, bro. The, if you look at the pitcher for the Tigers that pitched that day, I'm not kidding when I say he had the most loss. Like he was on pace to break a record for how many losses in a year. <laughs> I forget the guy's <laughs> name, but it's funny that you saw that. If it's funny that you saw it and you said they were they came back from six down, yeah, they, they were down seven one. I remember 10, all the details. Ten nine was 10, the victory. Ten nine, the final score. What's wrong with you? It's not a good day. <laughs> I remember in the not a good day. It's like in the mid nineties, like mid to late nineties. I bet this Pacer. I think it was Pacers Mavericks game, and both teams were bad. Like they were both dealing with some injuries, but the Pacers had Reggie, Reggie Miller. So I'm like, all right, you know what? They're both pretty bad. But one team has Miller. I'm going to take Miller. In like the first five minutes of this game, Reggie Miller got ejected. Oh, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? But you got deadly shrimp still. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. I lost. Okay, we all have. I'm sure, Beto, you have unbelievable oh, yeah. betting stories. Oh, I was running parlay cards in high school for my AP English teacher. That's how I got past that class. I was supposed to take the AP English test. Oh, no, I didn't even show up. Because that teacher hooked me up. I got an A in that class. My sister to this day, Gloria, who's a fancy interior designer, will tell people that to be the middleman, my sister would drop off the parlay card to my teacher and then would collect the money back. And then I, legit Al, was getting phone calls on Thanksgiving from teachers like, oh my hey, uh, what do you got on the Cowboys Vikings? <laughs> so yeah, I was running parlay cards in high school, bro. bro I'm, I'm AP look- students, bro. I'm telling you, the smart kids, because when you're in statistics class in college, Oh, I think I figured it out. I got a system. Oh, yeah. Remember that uh, movie where they went to Vegas and counted cards? Oh, yeah. The kids from MIT? Yep. It's always the smart kids. Bringing like, down the house. Yeah. The smart kids always think they got a system. 
Bringing Down the House was the book. It's really good. The yeah. movie, I think, was called 21. I just uh, looked it up. Soriano and Posada, Homer in 17th for <laughs> Yeah. Steve Sparks, bro. Steve Sparks. Final score. All right, we got Joe in Sherman Oaks. Joe, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, I was just commenting on the Disney conversation from earlier um, because – there's people that think, you know, there's Disney freaks and we enjoy it. And uh, I have an annual pass and my mother-in-law brings us all the time. And there's only one way to do Disney. And if you don't do it that way, you have a miserable time and you think Disney is awful. Uh, there's the no way? reason anybody should ever, Money. nobody should ever wait an hour and a half in a line. You have to get there early. Nope. You have to be there at 8 o'clock. Nope. Nah. Nah. You have to. You do it. You get in. You do some rides. You mm-hmm. get out for lunch. You go to downtown Disney. You go get lunch, grab a margarita, chill out, hang out, go back to the park once the lunch rush is done, use your fast pass, and then when everyone's going to the parade, you do the big ride. That's too much work. No. That's too much work. But I want to watch the parade. Don't get mad at me for waiting <laughs> line for an hour and a half. Like, Joe, how are you doing Joe, that? Joe, Nobody's waiting hour and a half. Joe, they're hating on your good idea. I think it's a good game plan. That's too okay. much work. First of all, I got to in the morning. Got, that's no. how you do it. And then you have a fun time and you go back. And that's why that's how you do it, Jorge. Come know on. what we're doing. So we got to leave the house at five. Joe, appreciate you calling in. But then you got to park and the tram takes forever. You got to be there at eight. Like, come on, bro. My sister. You haven't even walked the dog. By okay. 10 how, how about this? My sister. They're driving from. They're doing the. They're getting there at eight a.m. So they're driving from San Diego. So they're coming up. They're leaving at five well, a.m. just they're, to they're, get yeah, here. They're from out of town. Yeah. That's I'm about the locals. What's up? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. locals, man. Got to eat breakfast at Danny's first. <laughs> then you drive there. Eight o'clock with no, with kids. You got to get them up and ready to go. All right, Beto. I'm going to see. Let's do this when we come back. Somebody, John Steve and Thousand Sparks. Oaks has a betting story, a good betting story. We'll uh, add to the Detroit Tigers and the Yankees. The game worst from team of the year. Three. Two thousand three. Bro, that was that was it. Juan Acevedo, baby. We're gonna just throw names at you. Eric Munson. <laughs> All right, stay right here. We'll be right back. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Trav next week. Trav is going to take it away next week. Um, We have our winner. I want to welcome in Boyd Prizer from Santa Clarita. Boyd, thank you very, very much for uh, listening to 710. Congratulations, you're caller number seven, and you win this week's Waba Grill Workplace of the Week. My man, how does it feel to uh, hook up your office? Sounds great. Looking forward to it. All right, well, thank you. Listen, appreciate you uh, tuning in. You're winning the Waba Grill. Where do you work exactly? Uh, I work in construction. We have a construction okay. company in L.A. So. All right, perfect. So you're going to take care of your crew Waba Girl is going to take care of you as well. Again, thank you for listening to 710 ESPN, and thank you for being a part of this, all right? All right, thank you very much. All right, thanks to everybody who's listening all week, all week long during the Waba Grill lunch hour on 710 ESPN. We do it every single week, so thank you for being a part of it. Um, Beto, I think we want to hear a... Uh, <laughs> 
So he went into the details of that game, oh. the Tigers and the Yankees. There was a lot of storylines in that one game where Yankees had one of the best no. records in all of Major League Baseball. Tigers had one of the worst. Roger Clemens was on the mound looking for, his. you said, 300 300 win. win for Roger Clemens. He had 60 friends and family in attendance. His son Kobe at the eight, was 16. They dressed him up. He was able to be in the dugout with them. Reggie Jackson flew in, <laughs> was there. Uh, everybody was there. Put all my money on this game. Sold, wow. out, sold out game in Detroit. Um, Ernie Harwell, the Hall of Famer who retired the year before, came out of retirement to call that game, but to no avail. You got the no decision. No decision. Uh-huh. Here's some names for you. Um, Jeremy Bonderman, who ended up having a record for the most losses in the season, was going up against Clemens. We went all in. Joe Torre was the manager. Robin Ventura was there. Uh, let's see who else we hear. You all had the big names. Posada still Posada, there, obviously. Yep. All that good stuff. Uh, but he gave up a homer. To Shane Halter. Oh, no, he struck out Halter. Then he gave up a homer to a guy named Gene Kingsale, who hadn't connected all season long. His and first home run of the year. When it started going downhill. <laughs> a two-run homer, and then he got taken out. Listen, I told you the the money that I decided to put into this. <laughs> Dude, Sliwa. It was stupid. I thought you were going 50 bucks. No, this was well, bad. How much just, was it? It was uh, bad. Not enough for Swifty, but yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was, I was trying High to catch up. High triple digits? Let's just say Sliwa yeah. did Look. I was trying the, to catch up. The money he just told me that he could have won, forget the taco, man. He was going to buy the taco business. He wow. was going to have the carts all over. No, I was going to just not put myself in jail because I would have no way of paying <laughs> the bookie, the underground bookie. All right, let's take a quick call here. John in Thousand Oaks has a good betting story. What's going on, John? Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Hope you're well. Uh, love me some Travis, but Beto, you, uh, you bring a good sense of entertainment, man. I, I love hearing your voice. So Appreciate it. I just jump in here. Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Sliwa, you're the man, too. Oh, that, was, to that, give, that was Kamenetsky. That was Brian Kamenetsky. How dare you? This is perfect. All right, let's hear the, let's hear the betting story. All right, all right. So I know you guys are talking about uh, bets that you should have won, or you should have won, but you lost, and I kind of have the complete opposite of that. Um, whatever year the Patriots were 18 or 19, I know, whatever it was, and they were playing the Giants in the Super Bowl, I had a friend who was a huge gambler, and he was telling me, he's like, you got to put some money on this game. The Patriots are amazing, this, that, whatever. I ended up putting 100 bucks on the game for the Giants to cover the spread, and my, my buddy was asking me about it. I was like, yeah, I put 100 bucks. I'm going to win 500. He's like, yeah, you did not bet the spread. You bet the Giants to win straight up. So I thought my money was as good as gone, oh. and you know, a few hours later, we're five hundred bucks richer than we were before. So the money life for a guy who didn't know what he was well. doing. Get out of here. By the way, yeah, that no helps. Get out of here. That helps, John. Appreciate yeah. you. I don't know in. what I'm doing, and I win extra money. Yeah. Listen, tell me that doesn't happen every time. There's yeah. We don't like those people. Use, <laughs> use March Madness. Use uh, Super Bowl. Doesn't matter. Like all the big events. I'm gonna pick all the animals. Like, oh yeah, that happens. Mascots. Pool. Well, that's like the difference. Like if. If I do gamble now, I tend to play more table games, like card games, yeah. specifically hold them. Mm-hmm. I do that yeah. more than sports gambling. You can control that. That's the di- Well, I was going to say- To an that's extent. A, that's Until a there's somebody who doesn't play very often and has well, no idea what they're doing. Well, no, but that's the difference between poker and blackjack. If you're playing poker, you don't need to worry about the people who have no idea what they're doing. It takes something super random for them to end sure. up beating you in a hand. 
blackjack the people who don't know what they're doing, they that ruin kills it you. for the whole table. Yeah, yeah, that kills you. They mess up the Man, entire the table. And the ones who, oh, I guess the, it's a bus card for a reason, people. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, let me split these aces. Okay. They're the ones who mess it up for the entire table. Good. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, 16, we can stop. Do you guys here. play? I, I never, if I go to a casino and I'm probably just going to play Texas Hold'em, I don't play blackjack. Uh, people I know that spend hours at the blackjack. It's all right. Table. I, poker holds my interest. I, I like poker the most. It's fun. It's yeah. a strategy. You kind of take your time and it's, it's, I've had, you could be there for a couple of hours and I'm, I'm with you on it. I got, I've I had some fun store. Like I've had some fun good beats in poker. So mm -hmm. that's, that's always enjoyable. There's always, I get caught up sometimes. You got some of those, it'll just, it's part of your YouTube feed or something like that. And it's like, a dude has quad fours <laughs> and another guy has three aces and you're just watching it unfold of where the guy feels so good and confident it's over. <laughs> my my favorite time ever my favorite time ever gambling in Vegas was this one time where I, I legitimately put another guy on tilt and he was one of those guys that spent the entire time he was at the table telling everybody how they were betting wrong, how they played the hand oh, wrong. Oh, that guy. Yeah, even though he kept reloading himself. That guy. Like, he kept buying more chips. There's always that yes. guy. Always yeah. that guy. And I had a hand where I got dealt pocket aces. Mm -hmm. And the board came out. It was all low cards. And there were, like, straight and flush possibilities there. I pre-bet big, trying to get a lot of people out. Out, yep. This guy ends up staying with me. And each round, I kept betting. He kept staying in. Turns out... I put them all in. He calls me. He had caught two low cards. Okay. So he had had two Three. pairs against my aces. Mm. But in my mind, he, he kept calling me as opposed to re-raising, trying to get rid of me. So you thought he was maybe ah. chasing or something? Well, it was more just if I were him, I would have been trying to get rid of me because I know, given that my two pair is low, there's straight possibilities, there's flush possibilities, I'm vulnerable. I got lucky here. I should try to get rid of this other guy. He kept trying to just keep me in. River comes out, I get an ace. So you. I get trips. Good I beat him. Let's this go. guy Let's go. loses his mind. Steve Mason loses was upset. his mind going on and on. I'm like, you're an idiot. How would you possibly have stayed <laughs> in? How would you possibly have stayed in? I said, dude, you were betting for me to stay in. Those <laughs> are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Pay that right. man and then a friend, But then a friend of mine comes over and he mm -hmm. sees, like, I've got this big stack. And he's like, whoa, whoa, how did that happen? And I explain the story in as soft a voice as I can so it sounds like I'm being quiet, but as loud a voice as I can, so, so I know he, he can, can hear, hear it. it. Yeah, destroyed okay, him the there, rest there of the game. There is something. There is something about. Look, at, I still got that smile in your oh, face. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Love po it. Poker is as it really. If you got five, four, or five of your buddies, that's as that's as fun a, as a night that you can possibly have as playing poker. One time I was in Vegas. I forget what it was. I, I think we might have even taken some clients back in the day. Took them to Vegas, and. Bro, sitting at those tables? Nah, man. I, I mean, there was one guy that was literally just like, I'm so happy to see you, Alan. Please take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, and when you talk about the mind games of having no idea, I'm like, this guy's clearly bluffing because he just sees me. No, he's got the hand. And then all the other times I was like, I mean, talk about sharks at the table. Yeah. They're waiting in Vegas. You should know if you're showing up with two beers in your hands yep. and they got nothing but water, like maybe you should not go there. 
You got to go. Either that or they're in recovery, one or the other. They're waiting for the dude <laughs> in the waiting. name tag that's there for the convention. Yeah, yeah. oh, for sure. You know, he's in oh, It's like for... that scene in Rounders. Yep. Yeah. Oh, where, yeah, yeah, that's right. Where they that's talk exactly about being that. in Atlantic City. Yeah, or got... like in Vacation with Chevy Chase, right? Let's just go. He's betting everything. Let's just yep. go. It wasn't blackjack, but still. I mean, it wasn't a poker, uh, but yeah. That's why I played craps. Yo, 11! Yo! Now that's a fun game oh, with a big group, even with people who don't know. You got to go for craps. You got to make sure the table has energy, right? But also the the rest of the table can't screw it up for exactly. you. Exactly. Mm. You just worry about your role, and that's right. it, man. Yeah, stay away from Vegas and those poker tables, man. So Lakers going to Vegas is waiting. Yeah, not if waiting. you know what you're doing. Every year, let's go. Every year, when are we going? Ak, you playing in Vegas? Do you, have have you played yeah. in Vegas? That story I told you that Vegas happened Vegas. in Vegas. All right, it's good. Kamenetsky's smart story. though. He knows what's up, man. That's a good story. I right, got the dump coming up next. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeper Show, seven ten ESPN. All right, AK, if I said your favorite Will Ferrell movie of all time. Oh, that's funny. My daughter and I were just talking about that this morning. My, it, it's just give me, you don't even have to give me one. Is there, give me a couple that come to mind. It's either going to be Elf okay. or Old School. Okay. One of those two. So Talladega Nights, the legend of Ricky Bobby, came out in this day, 2006. That would not be one of mine. I, a lot of people like it. I thought it was fine, not great. So I have a thing where there's a couple Will Ferrell movies on. If they're on, and it doesn't matter, it could be TBS, I right. know there's commercials coming. If Step Brothers is on, there's a very strong likelihood I'm stopping at Step Brothers. Step Brothers is funny. If Talladega Nights comes on, very good chance I'm stopping at Talladega Nights. When we were pretending earlier with our investigation a lot of people are putting the other guys mark Wahlberg and will that's Ferrell a as well really funny movie very underrated i feel like that's one of his better movies that's underrated that's a really really funny my movie. kids yeah. walker and texas ranger <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet a... baby jesus well if jesus grew up hun you can pay it a different not baby jesus well i like christmas jesus the most since you can pay whatever jesus you want i actually think that's one of will ferrell's funniest movies it's really really great what is uh Jorge, what's your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Uh, Elf is up there. Yeah, Elf is up there. Elf is so yeah. good. Am I by myself on the Talladega Nights? Is it not as not as? No, high I love Talladega Nights. I, I, I just don't think it's as never seen it as never good as uh, Separate. Oh, you guys see it, Jorge. Yeah, you guys it. see it. It's really this weekend. We'll see. Step Brothers <laughs> is my favorite. If I was going to do a, like a Will Ferrell John C. Riley combo movie, I think Step Brothers is above Talladega Nights. But Talladega Nights is great because also Sasha Baron Cohen is amazing in it too. Okay, in 2005, um, one of, I think, Emily and I's favorite shows came out this day in 2005. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Love it. Look, I had no idea that you were a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia I listened guy, to their podcast. Actually, oh, really? How, yeah. I, I have not listened to it. How's it's the It's very funny. It's the three of them. They'll often talk about... They'll The episodes are basically part of them talking about specific episodes, mm -hmm. and then them also just riffing and talking. They're really, really funny. One of their regular producers slash writers on the show yep. produces the podcast. It's it's the three of them, uh, the three guys. It's a great podcast. It's really funny. Yeah, they're, what are they now, 18th season or something like something that? Like that. Or something like that, something crazy. Um, and they only do a couple episodes now. They don't do as many episodes as they used to do, um, but every episode counts, and it's always great. There was a recent one, uh, Friend of the I show, Brian Cranston. I will say I have not. Oh, yeah, that's was right. Was in it playing himself with right. Aaron Paul, mm -hmm. also playing himself. Really funny. I haven't seen the show. I haven't seen, like, the last couple of seasons I have not seen. They're still good. But, man, especially, too, I don't know if you've ever done this. On YouTube, they'll have just their bloopers. 
these guys are just freaking they're too much, man. They are they are so good. Um, if you've not watched It's Always Sunny in Philly, I know it's been out for a long time. It's one of my favorite it's shows. It's incredibly rewatchable. So I I lived in Philadelphia for six months. It was a very short time, but I loved uh, loved my time there. But my friends and I, whenever we would go out, we would always do Flip Cup and we go flip, flip, flip Philadelphia. And like it was everybody if you said that at a bar, everyone would join in. It's such a big part of the city for to have it's always sunny there. It's it's great. In the early seasons they actually filmed a lot more in Philadelphia. Now they film it on lots and stuff here in LA, but it's great. If I ever want to make myself laugh or I just feel like laughing, I will I'll find on YouTube the clip where D does what she calls her P. Diddy boat dance. <laughs> they, they the gang gets this really rundown boat. Like they purchase yep. this yeah. really rundown boat. One of the best they, episodes. They they want to they want to have like a yacht, like a yacht party. Mm-hmm. And they get in there and in the beginning the guys are like, Oh no, 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 no. This looks terrible. And and Dee's like, What are you talking about? This is awesome. She has a boom box and starts playing this song, doing like the Diddy dance <laughs> from the videos. And it leads to her eventually in a dance-off against one of those inflatable used oh, yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what Max says she looks like. <laughs> yeah, I also always think of uh, the, the gang. The so gang goes to the Jersey Shore, and then uh, the Frank ham? and yeah, Frank and um, what's his name? Mac? But yeah, the Frank and Mac have a rum ham. They lose it. It's like rum ham. Like that, that Frank in his mind, he was like, they wanted to go get drunk at the beach. In his mind, the best way to do it, obviously, is to get a, a ham soaked in rum because it's the best bang for your buck. I feel like um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There are, oh, I absolutely love it. And there's a lot of people that, no, I never watch a show. Like, I feel like there's right. a little bit of that. It's Jorge, really never seen an episode. Never, yeah. ever seen it. It's episode. really funny. Um, I'll, I'll bet it. This was kind of an interesting one, and I, I never really get caught up in this, but Shaquille O'Neal, Dr. J came up with his top 10 NBA player list. We're talking about Julius freaking Irving, one of the greatest basketball players in the history of the game. And Julius Hey, hey, Irving, sorry, guys. Breaking news. Okay. Adrian Wojnarowski, breaking. Lakers star Anthony Davis has agreed on a three-year, $186 million extension, tying into the franchise through 2028 for a total of $270 million plus. Uh, Clutch Sports CEO tells ESPN, Davis lands richest annual extension in NBA history at $62 million. Oh. Whoa, that's higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know it could go up that I high. I didn't think it could go that yeah. high either. Um, okay, so that is exactly what you said. That's incredibly – I don't think it's a surprise or a shock. We've spent the last week knowing that today was the day that it could potentially happen. Um, Walsh putting out there, AD, extension. So expect Anthony Davis, a Los Angeles Laker, for potentially another five years. Um, and AD getting, if you add all the totals up, you're talking about through 2028 and $270 million, AK, I don't think a shock to either one of us. No, I, to me, the biggest surprise was that it happened today just because I was like, I don't know if Anthony Davis is even in town. He could be on vacation. There's no hurry to do this, but it is not surprising at all that it happened. I, I think, listen, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. I think it's great for both sides. I think if you're Anthony Davis and you've been a player that has um, – your health has been an issue, period. Your availability has been an issue. 
this gives you that security to know, all right, I'm all set. He could have took a risk. He could have said, you know what, I'm going to wait on my extension. I know Brian Windhorst was talking about this Hoop Collective podcast. If he waited, you can potentially get even another year. Takes him to 2029. Would you feel comfortable if you're Anthony Davis not taking a deal like this and grabbing that security? Look, man, the way I see it if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm already really rich. I'm going to be really rich no matter which extension I take. Take the money that's right in front of you when you've got that type of history. To me, it's a no-brainer. And this says what I think is – I think is – has always been the vision for the Lakers with Anthony Davis. We're not trying to just bring you here from New Orleans and you're only aligned with LeBron James. Anthony Davis will be a Los Los Angeles Laker uh, once LeBron James decides he's done playing for the Lakers, done playing for the NBA, or he decides to go play somewhere else, Anthony Davis will still be. Well, you know what this means? Now we get to play the guessing and rumor and projection game of who's the next star in L.A. alongside Anthony Davis. That's how we're going to bide our time for the next few years. That's right. You want to start right now? That's exciting. Or? Let's do it right now. Let me think about this. Breaking news Luka Doncic, future Laker. Breaking news is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Valvoline, home of the 15-minute instant oil change. Of course, the breaking news is AD has agreed on a three-year, $186 million max extension, tying him to the franchise through 2028 for a total of $270 million plus. Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul tells ESPN, and uh, as Emily mentioned, Davis Land's richest annual extension in NBA history at $62 million. Every time I hear people say, can you believe Jalen Brown got that much money? Can you believe this? It's just more timing than anything Who else. Who is a free agent after this season or next season? I've looked, actually, I've not looked at that. I'm looking now. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. By the way, that's a fair conversation. I mean, I've, I've said this to Travis. I would not be shocked if this is Braun's final year with the Lakers, based on what LeBron has said in the past of – the wanting to play with his son and everything else, or maybe Bron ends up with the Lakers for three more years. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's fine. It's no, fine I mean, here. I don't. I did not think LeBron was going to retire, but I don't think he was just throwing that out because he wanted to create a news cycle or wanted to take away from Denver or whatever. It's believable that, as he said, he thinks about this stuff because it's we can see it. It's getting harder for LeBron. Michael Malone did not take any of that stuff personally. <laughs> no, not not did not one take bit. any of that stuff. Personally. Not one. All right, let's do bit. some super crosswalk. All right, uh, Mason Ireland, uh, John. I'm going to start with this because this just happened five minutes ago. Lakers star Anthony Davis agrees to a three-year, 186 million dollar extension. AK and I spent a lot of the week saying that it's not a surprise. It makes sense for both sides. If you're Anthony Davis, grab that security. If you're the Lakers, he's one of the best two-way players in the NBA. Your thoughts on the extension? Very happy. Glad it got done. When when any of these things hang in the balance, you just don't want uh, a situation like what's happening with James Harden mm. uh, when he's so mad at the franchise that he never wants to play again or like what Kevin Durant did and demanded a trade. Uh, there's just not a lot of people that can do what Anthony Davis does. And I was confident this would get done because the Lakers have such a great relationship with Clutch, who represents AD and LeBron and a handful of other dudes. But I'm very relieved and happy that uh, for both sides that AD got this done and that the the one thing Darvin Ham and Andy, I know you guys talk about this a lot on uh, on Locked On Lakers. The one thing Darvin Ham hangs his hat on is defense. If mm-hmm. you can't defend, what I'll, I'll use a Darvin vernacular here. If you play yourself off the floor defensively, 
um, there's no future for you with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis is the best defensive big man maybe in the league. Giannis is right there with him um, in terms of a defender. Joel Embiid's excellent defensively, but AD on defense is as good as anybody, and so I'm really glad they got it done. Yeah, Michael always said it is as much uh... – Heat as AD would get sometimes because he had a game where he had 17 points and 11 rebounds. Right. Whatever it is. Right. We almost forget all the time that he's literally dominating the other side of the floor every single game. And other guys that dominate offensively don't get as much criticism what they can't do on the defensive side. It is, and this is something that Andy, you and Brian deal with on a daily basis. It is almost impossible to explain to people that your team is on defense literally half the time. 50% 50% of the game is defense, but it's not flashy. It's not... It's harder to quantify. Yeah, there's there's very few people. I can only think of two. Ben Wallace and Dennis Rodman that basically got into the Hall of Fame for defense and rebounding. Um, that offense just wasn't a part of their games at all. AD is that. He's a, he's a defensive star like Ben Wallace or Dennis Rodman, mm-hmm. and he gives you 20 and 10. Really, 25 and 10. So you can't let a guy like that walk. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing about, and I, I don't think the Lakers had any choice but to sign him to an extension. I agree with you. Uh, but you're signing but he up. he had a choice. AD had a AD choice. AD had a choice. Yeah. But you're you're signing up for a guy who you're going to have for, is it three years after this coming year? Is that how four. it works? Four. So four five, years. Basically, five he's, years from he's right accepting now. his early termination ops in season. Like, he's not terminating out right, of that contract. right. Three more on top of it. So it's five total seasons of Anthony Davis under contract. And so it'll be his age 30 through age 35 seasons, yes. I think, right? Which is, which is perfect. Yeah. I mean, an NBA player is in his prime, according to most studies, between 28 and 33. Mm-hmm. So you're getting three years of his prime and then hope that he holds up. But you're signing up for a guy who's there some of the time and not yeah. there some other time. I mean, I, you know, this is – he's a pillar of the franchise. Uh, as we saw, when he's healthy in the postseason, they can go very, very deep, got all the way to the Western Conference Finals. But realistically, you're still going to have to deal with that on a game – I mean, I, I'm already thinking about next year and thinking about Anthony Davis falling on the floor, which he does a fair amount of the time, and just holding my breath and thinking, oh, God, get back up, get back up. Look Get at every year up. he's been here. Literally, he's healthy. You got a chance to win yep. it all, or you won it. He's not healthy. You're either not making the playoffs, but or you're out. In the he's playoffs. the isn't most. That, isn't Andy? Isn't that true about? Uh, uh, I mean, that's true about Embiid, right? And Embiid just won the MVP. This is something Brian and I actually talked about on a recent Lockdown Lakers podcast. You can get it five days a week anywhere you get your. Is podcast. there a YouTube component? There is. I was going to say, can I see it on YouTube? Yeah. There is a YouTube component, nice, as nice. it turns every, out. By the way, I think everybody's caught on to that now. Well. It never hurts to remind. Never hurts to never tell hurts him. to exactly. remind. Me. YouTube is actually really where the money's at. Yes, it is. But other than like Jokic, yep, it's hard to find any star player in the league that you really feel one hundred percent secure about giving an extension to. Like so many of the superstars around the league have injury issues, yep. or even some of the younger guys, Zion, yeah, injury issues, and to some degree, professionalism issues. Mm-hmm. John ja Morant, professionalism right. issues. Like th- <laughs> that's a very it, that's a very politically correct way of putting it. Certainly, that. one way to put it. Like, yeah, you know, Lamelo Ball just got a big extension. He's barely playing. No, I think he played and nine has been games injured last year. A right. bunch like, was last year was a wash. Anthony Edwards just got a mass extension. You can feel pretty good about that guy. Yeah. You know, like Jamal Murray has an extension coming up. That guy has proven himself as a playoff killer at yeah. this point. 
He's got injury yes, concerns. Yes, he does. Giannis mm-hmm. even has injury concerns. There's, there's yeah, almost other than you're right. Other than Jokic and Mikhail Bridges, who is kind of an all star yeah. now and like maybe the best guy on his team. But you don't know yet if he's a true superstar. There's oh, like, I, yeah, I wouldn't even call him that superstar. You know, he's he's good. He's really good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he might be, but he hasn't shown it yet. Especially with the way the cap is going up and the money's going up, like who do you actually feel great about giving sixty five million dollars right. a yeah, year? Yeah, you to? look at that, Jalen. I mean, for for whatever. I mean, this is just the price of doing business, right? I mean, so the next level of players is going to get seventy, and then the, it's the player, timing, and, and then seventy five, and feel, it's going to keep going up. It's so much money. You're never yeah. going to feel well, great about it. Well, look at the deal Jalen Brown just got. Yeah, you know, and he's he's the highest paid player in the league, and he's not. He's been All NBA once, but right. there is an element. Now that you're you're developing a a situation where you've got the really well paid guys and the guys that are playing for veterans minimums and the guys that are in between that, the number of those guys is shrinking all the time. The money is going to the top. Mm-hmm. There are veterans minimum guys, and then that middle class in the NBA is kind of disappearing. Well, I don't know if it's disappearing, but what I think it is is flattening in terms of the price that you're going to make. Like someone like D'Angelo Russell or Rui Hachimura. They're kind of the NBA middle class right, right. now at about 17 or 18. I don't think you're going to see it go much higher for the, guys The like middle that. class won't go well, up. Well, what did uh, Austin Rivers say? It's going to be we're eventually headed for a system where you're going to make $50 million a year or two. Yeah. You Didn't know? LeBron, Bosh, and Wade, weren't they like 16 a year when they joined 14. together? 14 a year. Yeah. And how long ago was that? And, and they all took got, pay cuts. Yeah, Reeves, they all took pay cuts. D'Angelo yeah. and all making more well, money that's when they were. point that – you know, right now this looks like a lot of money to give to Anthony Davis, but in three years somebody's going to make more. Mike right. Conley, and Mike Conley, at one point had the was richest the highest paid contract. guy in the league. And yeah. perspective, yeah. just to talk about you know tying in another sport, uh, Patrick Mahomes is now the eighth highest paid quarterback mm. in the NFL since Justin Herbert signed his. So then those numbers keep going up. It is an elevator, and someday we'll look at Jalen Brown. At, at some point, we'll look at Jalen Brown and say he's wow, the tenth highest he's, player. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's hard as that is. Yeah. To remember believe, when, remember yeah. when Kobe got the Extent the forty and a half million dollar yep. extension. Yep. I know some of the freak out was over the post Achilles, and sure. they gave it to him sight unseen. He haven't even returned yet, but still, that's twenty four million dollars a season, and he was one of those guys grandfathered into like an, <laughs> an earlier yeah. pay scale. Um, we have Gumgate today. Yeah, I've heard about yeah, this. So no, I, somebody... have, I, I have new information. Oh, new information. Oh, wow. First of all, if you're just tuning in, explain Gumgate. I only heard about it from Jorge on the side, but tell me what's going on. Jorge, can you talk about it firsthand because you're also looking at the mouse pad that has gum on yeah, it, so and com- it was at his location. Yeah, mm-hmm. I came in this morning, and I'm like looking around for my stuff, the log, you know, the whole night. And then I see the mouse pad, and then there's a piece of gum on it. Mm. I took a closer look, and it was a piece of gum. Chewed gum. Chewed gum. Left on the mouse pad. On the mouse pad. So On a so, shared work. So work whoever's thing. chewing Whoa. this gum, why would you put it there, and were, were you thinking of putting it back in your mouth afterwards? Well, that I, mouse pad has been there for a very long time. I have information yeah. that could blow this case wide oh, open. Oh, Jesus. wow. Wide open. I mean, oh, if oh you're we're using, looking at if the you're actual... putting gum there, yeah, okay, and then potentially putting, putting it, it back, back in your, your mouth. mouth. Oh, All right. disgusting. I think, based on this information I can give you, okay, we can narrow it down to two suspects. Mm. Okay, John has sources, by the way. All right. Okay. Yesterday, mm-hmm. first time in the, how how long have we been in this building, Mace? Uh, t- t- uh, eighteen years. Okay. For the first time, has it really been that long? Yeah. For the oh first time God. ever okay. in the history. Now, 
Let me preface this by saying I've never seen Steve Mason chew gum. Nope. Ever. I'm not a gum chewer. Okay. You right. have never seen me chew gum. No, you're not ever. a gum chewer. Yeah. Yeah. So neither one of us are doing We're it. both cleared. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, for the first time in 18 years. Yeah. Yesterday, I looked down. Oh, no. And at my feet. Oh, no. Was a used piece of chewing gum. No. Right there. Wait which a minute means, here. Which means. <laughs> Wait a minute here. It could only be somebody who, who was sat sitting in that, in that, chair. In that seat. Yesterday, the person that sat in that chair, and he's been there all week, is one Andy Kamenetsky. <laughs> Andy! You have been the entire time. You've been pointing fingers the other way. You've been accusing others. You've been yelling at Sleeve for being too... Is this real? This has never happened this... before. And this gum, by the way, the only thing is, Jorge, your gum was what color? Green. 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 My color was pink. Okay. But okay, so I've worked I've worked for years with Look at this. Okay. Look at this. Right there. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay. All right. So, so the only person it could be other than Andy is Brian Cohen because he's the only new person that we have here. We know it's not Mason. We know it's not Why does Slee. it have to be a new person? Why could it no, not be Laura? Because that hasn't no, happened in Laura years. Was, Laura was already Laura on the stand. Laura called in at 10.30. Oh, she was on the I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I wouldn't say she was I, clear. Has she but, been acquitted? Okay, so I, I think well, she Slee has. was mine. Everyone's acquitted. All right. So so Brian just walked in. <laughs> yeah. So this could only be based on my new information. <laughs> Andy Kamenetsky or Brian Cohen. Oh! You traded me for Brian and a piece of gum. And a piece of gum. <laughs> All right. That was the bonus. Brian, it wasn't me. Brian, first, what say you? When's the last time you chewed gum? Yesterday, but... What's your favorite flavor color. of gum? What colored was it yesterday? Green. That's exactly 100%. somebody after me too no it was Laura. Laura. that Let's happened to be chewing time. green gum all right no wait a minute brian it's a you... light green it's a different color green i can all pull right, it out my right. backpack right now okay. and show you all right wait a minute so you're you you have admitted you now have motive you've, you've screwed yourself <laughs> yes, yes no new gum yesterday but that by the way is the example you, you lawyers always tell you never put your client on the stand no no i mean and by the way and when you are you're supposed to say i have no recollection <laughs> that is what you're supposed but to now, say over so, and over so again so let's assume let's assume that Brian's telling the truth and it wasn't him. Andy, how do you explain that there was chewed gum at my feet yesterday right after I sat in the chair? You had been in for three hours. I have no explanation, but as a gum chewer, mine is always blue. It's always blue. I chew the same brand of gum. It is blue. Sounds like somebody that wants you to think no, they no, 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 only no. chew blue gum. Right. Well, would now, say. Okay, so now we've determined that both Andy and Brian are gum chewers. I yes. am a gum chewer. Okay, <laughs> so... Slee, are you a gum chewer? This guy, yeah, I chew gum. Right. Yeah, but yeah. you've been on that. You're in, on, you're you're on Mason's seat all chair. week. But, well, right? I'm on Mason's, and if I'm in here, I'm not going to bring gum. We're what? doing this. We're doing so this, that, right? Yeah, which is what I was going to say. One right. of my defenses would be, as somebody on air, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want gum in my mouth. However, Michael Thompson, that is wrong. Michael is Michael's his own. You look, look what AK's got right there. Why would he? The yeah, guy already's eating lunch. Yeah. Why would he not just have a piece of gum? But you've had it like beautiful. Fruit all week here. It's like ambrosia. It is, it is beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah, you know, for you to make the argument that you would never put something in your mouth because you're on the air, it all the evidence is every picture we've. All right, you, you always bring lunch. I always. do. You're like an ad for Tupperware. <laughs> I, 
If anybody's listening, the Locked On Lakers podcast will accept a Tupperware sponsor. Oh yeah, sure. But for Tupperware, how do you know though, John? Tupperware that the gum that you just discovered was from yesterday. It could have been from last week when Alan Sliwa well, wait a minute. was Why sitting wait, in this chair. Wait, wait tell me it lasted all said, week long. Andy, you know that, that when we do the changeover, it's you, you got to, like, we have two minutes to, like, for sure. Andy to get his stuff out yeah. and for me to get my stuff in. There's no way one of us wouldn't have noticed the gum. Yes. It, it, it was there yesterday. Who Somebody did this yesterday, and there's two pieces of evidence, the gum in my feet and the gum on Jorge's well, there's, mouse pad. There's no how question. is he not a lawyer? Uh, Brian, Brian, Brian is guilty, guilty, guilty. By the way, guilty, guilty. this is how I schooled <laughs> you in the trial of the century. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, no, Mace, based on all the evidence, who's who is the guilty party? Brian. Brian Cohen. Oh, come on. Brian, not guilty, gum, guilty, gum guilty. I'm 100% not guilty. No. Green gum. Emily, would you not admit green gum is very rare? It is very rare. There's very few gums that I can think of that are green that are that like maybe Especially what? neon but green. Also, it's a different color a, green. It was a big wad of gum, too. Yeah, yeah, what not color me. of gum? Okay, but green. here's the problem. I'll, I'll show green. you mine right now if you want me to. Brian, to Brian's defense, if he put the gum there right. during the show... There's a full another show after yeah, him. Yeah, why nobody is, would know? Laura didn't Laura. see it. Laura didn't see it. Laura, Boom, Laura, I'm free. No, no, no Laura, Laura never saw. Laura it. was on this morning and she's threatening to have her mom beat up Andy. Boom, you're yeah. not free. <laughs> I, don't, I don't sweat, Mrs. Romo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're down to a couple suspects so yeah, here. Well, think, I mean, I, I have no question. Brian, we've narrowed it down to two people, and I think even. What, even, I think what did Brian in, Brian, I just watched Primal Fear. <laughs> All right. I think what did you in, like, this? that was the tape. Remember yeah, they find the video yeah. tape? When you admitted you chew, not only chewed gum yesterday, Choose but you green chewed green gum. gum. Andy, I think you're a free man. I am a free man. Right. And by the way, your testimony will be used against you. You are dead meat in front of a trial. But I want it to be known, it's a different green gum that yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's ah, buying I'll that. It. I'll chew yeah. it right now. You'll see the I'll color. I'll chew it right now. Okay, here's another thing that's not going to help his story. Yeah. Yesterday, you guys had gray sandwiches. Yes, we did. The only reason why somebody oh, would take, take their, their gum, gum out oh! was to eat a take sandwich. Take a bite of a sandwich. Was already gone by I, didn't, then. I didn't eat Andy a sandwich. You're getting, gone. You're getting guiltier by the minute. Long gone. Uh, no, I, did, I didn't have a sandwich at all in the oh, studio yesterday. Not oh, until after. Woe is you. Oh, I'm going to get you a little baby uh, violin. Oh, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian. That is so Jorge, Jorge, he's guilty as hell, guilty isn't he? As hell. He admitted. Color gum? Committed green. a crime within his first two weeks on Mason and Ireland. <laughs> Who would have thought? That but, Brian Cohen would chew by, gum and by the put way, it on a mouth. You're pad. no longer allowed to testify in any trials without talking to me <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah, no, seriously. You incriminated yourself in 10 fifth, seconds. Uh, plead the fifth. Plead <laughs> the fifth. Uh, sweet James or someone else. Say. Also, I just, want to make, Ronnie. I just want to make a statement. Laura Romo, my interrogation, it was not personal at it all. Business. It was just me trying to get to the bottom Why, of this. Why, did she get all bent? No, she threatened to have bent. her mom come beat Andy yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit. Mom I just, Romo, look I, out. I love and respect Laura. This was just about getting to the bottom of it. That's and all. And I think we just did. Yeah, I good think police just did. work requires some Although, I want a warrant. Do you have a warrant? John, John, we had three hours and fifteen minutes to come out. You did it in six minutes. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't you know my my new information. I had I had it narrowed down because I knew it wasn't Emily, I knew it wasn't Jorge. I assumed it wasn't you because you're on that side, and yeah. Mason and I don't chew gum. So that left only two possible suspects. And one admitted it. And, and one acknowledged Brian it. And exactly. Andy, and Brian just threw himself under the bus. <laughs> All right, we found out who did it. Gumgate looks like it's officially yes. over. 
AK, thank you for the full week of filling in. T Raj back next week. Super Crosstalk is brought to you by In N Out Burger. In N Out Burger, that's what a hamburger is all about. Mason and Ireland coming up next.